0: You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Tell your colonel, we are not savages.
1: 99, targeting
0: is dead. They took too much from me. Home, family, and more apes die every day. Human gets sick, ape gets smart, then human kill ape
1: times when it is necessary to abandon our humanity to save humanity
0: and if we lose
1: it will be a planet of apes apes together strong ladies and gentlemen welcome back to film studies i am sean taylor with me today is mean mark <laughs> and of course no no subtitles on the on an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, we saw War for the Planet of the Apes this weekend. Uh this is the third in the trilogy, and looks like it's gonna be the final movie in the trilogy, too. Um
0: Yeah. Which is uh, kinda weird, but okay. Yeah. Well yeah, and uh so if
1: you've seen Dawn for the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um. Yeah, this is sort of the, the, the final chapter in it. Mark, what do you think?
0: Uh, well, I actually want to uh, read to you something I found on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Because uh, I think it sums up nicely a spoiler-free kind of uh, and more elegant way of putting it than I have. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes combines breathtaking special effects and powerful poignant narrative to conclude this rebooted trilogy on a powerful and truly blockbuster note. Now, okay. now, allow me to add, add my own addendum to that, because that right. was a nice summary. That was a, that was a really nice summary. I do agree with most of that. The problem I have with it is the title. Yeah. So, we'll get into that.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, I'm going to go... I'm actually going to go with Box Office Mojo, their front headline right now. War for the Planet of the Apes, more like Rise than Dawn with 56.5 uh, debut. Um and I find that to be true in a couple of ways. Obviously they didn't make as much money as Dawn did, it's more mm-hmm. more closer to Rise. Um but I also think this movie is not quite to the level of Dawn. Um it's better than Rise, and I still think it's it's pretty good. Like it like I was a very it was very enjoyable movie to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um but I have some problems with it too, probably like you do. Um and we'll get into those. But overall, I do recommend you see it. I do recommend you see it on the big screen. I think it's worth the price of admission. Um, and yeah, then we'll get into spoiler territory here.
0: Well, I think, uh, yeah, and just before we do, I really think that that $56 million may speak to things like uh, Spider-Man Homecoming still doing strong. Like, yep. uh, yeah, $45.2 million on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like still making money, right? So that's, that's the problem there. It's, uh, it may be a victim of its placement. And as, you know, for those who haven't seen it, they're still taking their kids to see Spider Man. Like the theater yeah. I went to was full. I mean, the building was full, but my theater itself, not as full. Right. So people were going to the movies, just not necessarily for this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine those will uh will play out as well um as the weeks go on. Uh but let's get right into it. So uh, the the movie picks up basically where we left off from Rise, right? We're a little bit further into, into the future, but not 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 too too much.
0: Well, they yeah, they they do a nice breakdown kind of if in case you hadn't seen the other two, they do a good job of summarizing it with with uh some title cards and they <laughs> yeah. give Three separate ones, and it talks about the you know the James Franco movie was the rise of. They don't say it, obviously exactly like that. I don't yeah. remember exactly, but it gives oh you some they text. they
1: get pretty close.
0: They get pretty they close. highlight they the
1: hear, word rise.
0: They yeah they highlight the dawn. word rise and tell you a little bit about that movie how humans got sick and apes got smart and then with the dawn of a new era for apes blah 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 or something yeah. like that. you know what I mean they they give you that summary which is nice but I mean I would think if you're going into this you know i like that would be like almost as dumb as like oh what's this uh, return of the jedi huh well let's let's just see what that's about and not bother with the rest you know
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: um
1: but i think the problem uh, well basically the story is is uh you have caesar from the first movie um and, and the second one obviously um and there's a there's a uh, ape flu uh simian flu that is infecting humans and we'll get into the details of that, because that was kind of confusing. Um, and so the humans are hunting down the apes in the beginning of the movie. And then, but the apes really don't want to fight the humans?
0: Yeah, the, I mean, this is, this is still dealing with the fallout from uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, where, where you had uh, infighting in the ape community that formed very quickly. I mean, you had just all of a sudden yeah. a bunch of apes that, that, were, that were suddenly smart, or smarter, I should say, than they already are, and they were trying to you know, each push their own agenda. You had two factions that wanted to go to war and eliminate all humans, and then you had Caesar who wanted to play conservative and just coexist. Yeah. Which made that good. It was almost kind of that uh, Professor Xavier uh, Magneto feel to it. Like, how do we approach this issue of we're different than them do we coexist, or do we try and take them out? And yeah, so they play that out quite nicely. And here now we're still dealing with the fallout, where humans now have taken the offensive and are actively hunting apes, thinking that the apes are still a threat to human life. Now, I mean, this is with the population apparently being devastated by the flu; most people died, just died yeah. outright. So yeah, humanity's and, kind of um, on the brink of extinction.
1: But the difference between the apes and uh, and sort of the the X-Men sort of thing that you brought up is that the apes are just looking to protect themselves and not kill the humans. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, like even uh, like professor X is not, it it was trying to integrate the mutants into humanity. The apes aren't trying to do that.
0: Well, I think there was a point in, in Dawn and maybe this is where part of it makes it a, a better movie is you had more interaction where they're like they did actually work together to get something done. Like I remember they were trying to rebuild a dam or something like that for so that way everyone could have hydroelectric power. Yeah, or something like that, right? So this idea that if we can make it work, maybe the two species could kind of coexist. That's where I got that idea from. But that all fell apart when Koba, the, the the Magneto of the group. Yeah, turned on the to, humans. Yeah, yeah, and but I mean. The result of that was some awesome scenes. I mean, showing the apes on horseback carrying machine guns and riding into town and shooting up the place uh, made for an awesome spectacle.
1: Yeah. In that movie. And and that's the one thing about this movie is, and you probably heard it, uh, but the special effects are really, really, really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, And so are the settings, too, uh, the backdrops. the, the CGI kind of does... Uh, it it kind of looks like CGI when there's a bunch of apes on the screen. Um, yeah. But when you get really close up and you're dealing with uh, with Caesar or uh, Maurice or any of the, 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 the primaries, um, it's really, really good uh, and really, really immersive, which is what you want.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're able to... Like, the humans are able to reach out and actually touch... The apes and you believe that they're touching fur and not yeah. like a stand-in actor. Not they're not touching. Um, um. Oh gosh, what's his name? That's doing Caesar. Andy Circus. Uh, thank you, Andy Circus. Yeah, gosh, all credit to him. Amazing performance. Voc- like he's vocally, but you can tell that they really mapped out his face and stuff because of the, you know, the facial expressions are so rich and dip, rich and deep. Excuse me um that they just really yeah <laughs> Rich reach and dip. dip reach and dip yeah and uh, <laughs> uh yeah it it just really brought that to life and and the other actors too that were doing uh, facial expressions and voices for the other apes were really really good so and then it really brings that cgi off the screen yeah
1: yeah um so they basically the humans are hunting the uh the apes down um, they come across uh, an outpost of some kind. And basically, just to get to the meat of it, um, during the night later on after the attack, after the the apes have sort of fought them off and sent back a peace offering by not killing the humans that they've captured. Not all of them, anyway. Not all of them. Um, they uh, the, the humans come down and they do a sort of a sneak attack behind, uh, like the apes are living behind a waterfall, kind of secret, but the humans know that. And they repel down, and they kind of open fire. And Caesar's wife and, and one of his sons, his older son, gets killed.
0: Now, this was a really good scene, and I honestly thought, seeing part of this in the trailers, that this was going to be our climax, that this is what we were going to build up to. So I was really surprised that we get this in the first act, that Caesar and the colonel, as they call him,
1: Yeah. Played Uh, by
0: Woody Harrelson. Played by Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Meet early on. And there's a case of mistaken identity where, you know, that, that whole, all apes look alike and Woody misses his target. He meant to just kill Caesar thinking that if he takes out the leader, the rest of the apes will fall, essentially will fall or capitulate to whatever they want or, you know, that they're not going to be as organized. And uh, so it, it really was a big surprise, great set piece, uh, some cool action uh, on the rope and stuff like that. And, uh, in the tunnels. Like, basically, the, that, I can see why they put that in the trailer now, because it kind of ruins it all. But at the same time, it doesn't ruin the ending.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, and so, basically, the movie itself is Caesar wanting to get revenge on the colonel for killing his family. Yeah. Which, unfortunately it's it's not a war for the planet of the apes. Uh yes. And this is yeah. where you get into the the problem of of the title of the movie which is not really what it is.
0: No, it's this is vendetta for the one ape dude.
1: Yeah, this is taken. This is ape taken.
0: Yeah, this this is a ton of other action movies like Desperado had this Yeah. Th- that was the plot. They they killed my wife, you know, and uh, off he goes and kill everybody else. Yeah,
1: this is Princess Bride. This is, <laughs> you killed my wife and son, prepared to die.
0: You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, we could go on. I mean, it's such a basic setup to a uh, uh, you know a myriad of like just B level action movies. Yeah, um, I, I understand it makes things personal,
1: right? And it's really good, and obviously, like, the, and the performances are really good. Like, Woody Harrelson doesn't care. Which makes him even more of a villain, of course. Um, and and Caesar's you know quite pissed. And then, so they but they have this sort of paradise land that the apes want to go to, uh, that they've sort of scoped out before. Uh, but Caesar and three of his buddies go in order to kill the, the colonel. When they get to the colonel, they find that they've captured all of the apes. Uh, they caught them.
0: Yeah, well, then, yeah. This great exodus that was supposed to happen got intercepted.
1: Yeah, and so they're uh, now working in this uh, sort of uh, camp uh, to build a wall. And we find out later it's to build a wall for the humans to protect themselves from other humans. Yeah. And that's, I I don't know about you, but I don't know if I really understood the explanation for
0: that at all. Uh, I guess my only understanding, and I had to just extrapolate this, so... Some of this wasn't really said, said, but my guess is that because humanity took a huge hit numbers wise, that things fell into a bit of disarray. So it became almost a post-apocalyptic type thing, except we don't see it from the human's point of view. We only see it from the ape's point of view. So humanity is falling apart. So now you have different factions and borders and, and like this colonel guy basically took control of a militia group, a garrison and uh or no sorry batt- he had a full battalion yeah and it, and so they followed him and if they didn't they were killed or or even some of them managed to escape into exile but there was no more formal government so now you have just a north versus south basically whoever owns you know whoever's grabbed what owns it again yeah it's just a, a, a I, I don't know if we're supposed to just read into that if we're supposed to basically just say Yeah, it's kind of like the other, uh, you know, apocalyptic movies that you've seen, just that we're not going to tell the human side of it, we're just going to tell the ape side of it. Yeah. But it was all caused by this simian flu.
1: Yeah, and let's get to that, because the simian flu uh, plays a part in this. Now, the simian flu infects humans... Um, and any object the humans touch, which c- then tr- can transmit through the object to another human, um, and and along the way Caesar picks up this uh, the, this girl who can't speak, and we assume that that's because of the flu, right?
0: Well, we don't know at first, but yeah, we come to find out that the flu has since mutated, right? So for those that it, so not every human. Died to the simian flu, but got it. Right, right. Woody Harrelson explains that everyone basically carries it. It killed a lot of people, but not everybody. But now it's mutating, and so those it didn't kill, it's now regressing into some sort of primitive state where they lose higher cognitive function, and including speech. Right. So this is like flu 2.0. Right. So, And now this is where the big con- – sorry, just to finish. Yeah, on, yeah. Going, going back to the point about the, the politics, supposedly, there is this unknown group from up north who know about the apes, but the colonel has put up kind of his own line in the sand saying if you want to get to the apes, if you, uh, if you want this base which is full of weapons, you're going to have to get it over my dead body. Uh, and so he's basically declared himself some sort of dictator. On a on a smaller sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the, see, this is confusing to me because the little girl had the flu, and you could tell she was suffering because she couldn't speak. Right. And had the bloody nose when they when they found her. Hmm. But. Later on in the movie, Woody Harrelson catches the flu, and he's basically knocked. He's not completely off, uh, like on his ass.
0: Uh, that's the thing is that I think what they show us it's not. Or was he drunk? He got fucking shit faced drunk because he was pissed off that he got infected. Right. So, you know what? Actually, sorry, I'm wrong. Not all the humans were carrying it. No, no, because you had to get infected with it. Like, they did uh, They did a quarantine and cleanse in this army camp. And so anyone who had it was shot. Anyone who... Uh, you know, and then all of their possessions were burned. For the sake of the quarantine. Right. Yeah. So this little girl comes, she has a doll, Woody Harrelson finds the doll gets infected so he got really pissed off and I think he was trying to basically work up the nerve to kill himself because he didn't want to live, he hated apes so much he didn't want to live like one of them.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Because in his mind he's going to regress to what an ape used to be, just this you know, inability to talk kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and of course you get the big climactic moment where Caesar comes face to face with him, picks up his gun, is going to kill him and then Woody Harrelson begs for it and caesar says no i'm not going to give you this that satisfaction and then walks away
0: well i wonder if it was that or, or honestly like caesar's going through a a character arc here during the movie where he's still dealing with the fallout of the last movie with koba that he had to kill one of his own comrades which he was one he, he really didn't want to do obviously he he's he believes apes are stronger together so in as much as he tried to talk koba out of attacking humans when it came down to it, he had to kill him to stop him from this rampage. Right. So he of course he's feeling guilt over that, over having to kill. Period. Like Caesar has a really, well, for lack of a better term, humane conscience to him. So I think that's really coming to pl- play here, where he just like he can't even do the mercy kill. In as much as he uh, he was one track mind after his his uh, wife and son were killed he admits that he's becoming like Koba or he is like Koba because he can't get over his hate and and move on. You know, he finally gets to that moment and I think he has a character growth in that he he's, he does what he feels is right, which yep. is to spare, spare a life as opposed to take a life out of revenge. Right. Right? Because, you know, I, I wish we'd had a little bit more from Caesar as to why. Like, if it wasn't it because you know killing you no bring wife back or something yeah yeah uh, cuz they they they
1: do but then that then that would render the entire movie almost kind of pointless cuz he's driven by his hate and his desire to kill the entire
0: movie oh yeah but i just want more than just a facial expression as to why he gives up that quest right when he has it in his hands
1: uh no i was i was actually fine with it and i think i i, I was fine with, i was fine with it because uh woody harrelson Basically, like he grabbed the barrel of the gun and put it to his temple, yeah. basically saying, I, "I beg you to shoot me." And they pointed to the doll, and so then Caesar understood that the doll had infected him, and then this was, you know, you're doing you're doing me a favor, kill me. And he's like, "Nope, I've I've you know, this is my revenge. You're going to have to kill yourself." Uh, and I, I really like that aspect of it.
0: Um, oh, he starts crying, eh? like he's he's yeah. so distraught over the decision. I thought it was him overcoming that hatred. That's yeah. what I felt. Oh that's,
1: yeah, that's it definitely was. It definitely that's how was
0: how he made me feel. Like he went from I think almost hate to pity. Almost, yeah. And that may be why he decided not to. He's like, no, no, either. Like if you if you go ahead and do it, that's your own choice. But I'm I pity you now, and you've kind of got your just desserts. Like you got more than what I was going to do because I, almost like killing him would have been too. Too simple.
1: Too good for him, yeah.
0: And too, yeah, yeah, but this is almost, a, almost better. Yeah. You, li- you can understand us now because you're becoming one of us. Yeah. Um... So meanwhile, while this is all happening, outside, all hell's broken loose at the campground because the humans from the north, whoever they, they are, whatever faction that is, have come down from Oregon? Oregon?
1: I uh, guess Hoth? Washington
0: State, uh, uh, Hoth. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Vancouver. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they, they, all- they, really, oh. they were they were really were they were they they really were dressed like the uh, the soldiers, the rebels on Hoth, like they had all the whites yeah. and stuff like that. But oh yeah, yeah, um,
0: absolutely. But yeah, yeah I, but hoping, again, I was we don't to know. See some walkers come out of the mist.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we don't know why they're at odds with. The colonel's battalion. We don't really know why they want to fight each other. And then,
0: I think it was for control of that base.
1: For control of the base.
0: Control of the base. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of the, okay. the that's what that's what we're told. Well, true that that he he did ask that they join him in their in his quest to uh, get rid of all the apes, and but because he had killed his own people he was they declared him a madman right they said they said no no don't kill you're infected we can treat this medically and he he drew a line in the sand he says that where he said uh you know that's what got us into this to begin with yeah right our arrogance thinking we could play god and and everything that that doomed mankind which is what brought us here and
1: what isn't it, the, the attempt to cure the original simian flu, what allowed it to morph or mutate? They don't say. They don't say? See, that's what yeah, I assumed, based I, on I, that?
0: I, it, the way it sounds in the description that, that we get from Woody Harrelson is that it mutated on its own. Basically, it had okay. killed whoever it was going to kill, and those it didn't kill, it then mutated in. Right. And to become at least to it, it it did. If nothing else, just decreased cognitive function for whatever reason, and and took away the ability to speak. So I, I, this all drives to. I, I I'm guessing if there was an end game here in mind, at least from the filmmaker's point of view, is to get it to the point where you could watch. You could then go to the Charlton Heston version, where. Yeah. Because you have Cornelius is the son's the one young son who's still alive. His name's Cornelius. Yeah, that's true. And you have apes that can talk, and then you have humans who can't anymore. So if I'm not mistaken, Heston's the only talking human in that movie. That's true. And then the rest but because he came from outer space, right? He was out on a
1: Yeah, he time traveled.
0: He, yeah, he was an astronaut. Time travel lands back on on the planet. For him, it's been twenty minutes, but he's traveled X number of years in the future. So, so you have apes that can talk, people that can't, and so the the idea of the mutated simian flu would get you there.
1: That's true. That that's not the universe that this movie um, series sets up. Uh, like this is, but it is a good way of of looking at it,
0: though. It, it, it uh, yeah, it, but it does not fit. Gonna... Yeah, if they're not going to do any more, then, well, by default, they're next chapter yeah. in the story. Yeah, you, we, they at least got you there, you know?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know about you, but there was one scene that really threw me off, and that was when they pick up the little girl and they meet up with Bad Ape, which is who is not a bad ape, but that's just his name. Yeah. Um, We'll get to him in a second, but um, when they go when they go to leave that uh, house or that motel, I think lodge. it is yes, yeah, hotel lodge, maybe ski lodge. Um, they stop, they, and he the big ape, sort of the big black ape. He picks a, a flower from the tree and puts it in the little girl's hair. But then, not two minutes later, that same ape dies um, on, on the initial uh, attack on the uh, base and then the girl is crying profusely yeah and gives the flower back to him and but she's more upset over losing that ape than I would assume was her father in the village
0: uh, yeah yeah it's got to be yeah it, they 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 pretty much tell us that's uh, like any of the uh any of the soldiers with kids immediately took off yeah to go live on their own because they didn't, they, you know, they, they didn't want to see their kids get killed because they can't talk. So
1: yeah, and it was just a little off putting to me because you know, here, like she, she leaves the camp. She sees her dead father. She walks right up to the body.
0: And no it, tears. Yeah. And then, and then, cut to them on the road. Yeah, yeah. them on the road.
1: So she doesn't really seem to be grieving all that much.
0: No, you're right. Like uh, you, you can imagine a little bit of shock to begin with, but at the same point. Then why is why is it that she? just loses it over this other big gorilla. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I found that a little weak, too. And I imagine there might be, like, a uh, between giving the flower scene and essentially giving the flower back... Yeah. Do we have 10 more minutes of them bonding? I,
1: I think there might be. On the cutting room um, floor? Like it's- yeah, I think there might be. Or at least something maybe before then where they... They start to bond because because yeah, there's no scene where, where where they interact. Like there's a there's a thing where she learns the monkey or uh, the ape uh, sign language, uh, and says I'm thirsty, and then Caesar yeah. gives her the drink. So yeah. like there's there's bonding between Caesar and her, but there's no bonding between Caesar and the other one. I forget his and, name.
0: And there's big time bonding between her her and the orangutan that insisted uh, on bringing her along. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Maurice. Yeah. So. Th- why, why is she crying over this gorilla? This expendable. Yeah. Lu, Lu, Lucius, Lucia,
1: Lu, 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 Luca, Luca.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, we barely even know his name, and uh, yeah.
1: Well, so I would right. imagine had we had we watched the uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes right before then, we probably would have known his name.
0: Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. I think
1: yeah. I think these movies are meant to be watched back to back to back.
0: Oh, um, he might have been. He might have been one of the guys in the uh, that that. Um, um, uh, that you know where, where Caesar was kept for a little while. Yeah, yeah, and, in the zoo. Yeah, the third act of rise that they break out of. Yeah, 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 Yep. Yeah, he might have been one of his cellmates there, kind of things. So, uh, I don't know. Um, but that—that's but you're right. Like, to be honest, they—they they might as well have just cut out. I think, I think they had to leave the giving flower scene because then it makes his death scene make even less sense without it. Right. No, I agree. Then, then it's where did the flower come from and still why is she crying? So yeah. I, now, my,
1: at the time, it, it's still a very emotional scene um, and it's still yeah. very powerful and it's, and it's extremely well done. But when you step back and you think about it, you're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. She didn't cry over her dad all that much. Why is she crying over this gorilla?
0: Yeah, and so, but instead of cutting it all out and just redoing the death scene for him just dying, yeah, then they just cut it kind of weird, so now we get even a shorter, like we get no relationship there, but yet somehow mourning as if they had been friends forever, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, That's that's, yeah, that one made me go, huh. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was just odd, but then we're right into another scene, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, What did you make of Bad Ape?
0: Uh, Old Man Ape?
1: No, Bad Ape, the comic relief.
0: Yeah, Old Man Ape is what I called him. Oh, okay. It's kind of, oh, like, oh, I've been here a long time, you know. Um, uh, Good for a little bit of comic relief, but I think he was used well. I don't think he was overused.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think he was overused. I, I, sorry, I think his comic relief was overused.
0: Yeah, they played up his stupidity for.
1: Yeah, well, no, they played up the comedy like during the escape scene when they're trying to get all the little uh, uh, like the children apes free, and they dig the hole. Yeah, you know, there's the hole. You know, get on my back, and it's like what? It's like get on my back. No, ah, okay, okay, I'll get on your back. And it's like "Ah." yeah, you know, and it's just like I don't know. I I don't think that was a place for humor myself. I was kind of a little bit uh, off put at that point, but it doesn't affect the overall story.
0: And it makes me wonder: like, did he become so smart, he became dumb somehow? Like, how did that work?
1: Yeah, and and that was kind of uh, weird for me too, because at some points he was speaking in full coherent sentences, Um but in other times he was, oh, me bad ape. You know, humans, bad humans. You know, so it, that the very that choppy. Um, early Caesar language, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Caesar obviously spoke much better than he did. Um, But he kind of went back and forth, and I thought that was kind of inconsistent. Agreed. you find that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, agreed, yeah. It's broken English.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but, I mean, overall, I mean, it it was a fun movie. And, like I said, the big thing is, is there's not really a war.
0: This is the part I don't get when you bring, when you go in with, when you already have the title, like it's one thing if they had written this whole story, it's a compelling story that gets more into, I mean, we haven't even talked about the slavery and the work camp and the, you know, uh, apes getting whipped by other apes and gorillas and just, you know, the, yeah, that, that kind of ape on ape violence uh, at the, you know, humans making them turn on each other kind of thing. You know that's all very compelling stuff. The problem is, is that if I had written that movie, I might have given it a different title afterwards,
1: right? right. Yep.
0: Or, or if my if I'm sitting down and saying, "Okay, Mark, you you know, uh, your job is to write War for the Planet of the Apes." That's what we want. I'm not telling this story. No. I might open in with a very to, shorter
1: version of this story. Yeah.
0: To to be honest, I mean, if we had opened and the title card reads that they were captured and are in enslaved by humans at such and such a camp. Yeah. Then you spend your first half of your movie with the breakout and then the second half actually fighting for the planet of the apes. For me, this scope needed to be bigger. They hinted at other things where there might be more apes out there like them. Yeah. Where they thought they were alone. The there are more humans but they're they're hit by a plague. Like, at the end, if I can get to the end of the movie here, I mean, the, the military base that we spend all, all the time at gets blown up, blown all the hell. In, yep. in a very uh, awesome battle scene, yes. I'll be honest. Yep. I love the way it was shot still camera. Okay, you're cutting from one thing to another, that's fine. Or you're just doing a nice tracking shot of a guy, uh, uh, like one of my favorites, there's a guy just picks up a rocket launcher and... The helicopter's on his right. It flies right to left. We just follow him in a nice smooth track as he tracks the chopper. Boom! He fires, and then we wa- and then we keep tracking, follow the chopper down. Thank yeah. you. I saw exactly what happened in that scene. It didn't have to be all shaky for yeah. me to see to, for me to get that it was some sweet action. Um, got some awesome top-down shots of of uh, you know gunfire going back and forth. Um, you got a sense this was a, a big battle what I would call the skirmish for the planet of the apes.
1: I don't even think it's a skirmish. I mean, uh, like, and I, I, if, if the army from the North and Woody Harrelson's army were the only humans left, then maybe I could understand war for the planet of the apes, but I don't and think that's made very clear because and the, that's my problem because, because at the end of the, at the end of the war, Woody Harrelson's army is all done. Oh, and yeah. then, and then the, um, the northern army see the apes and the apes run away, but then because of the big explosion, this huge avalanche comes down and essentially wipes out the entire northern army.
0: And I don't believe that they're all wiped out.
1: Well, and that's the thing is we're not. They, they don't go looking for bodies. There's no uh, indication that they are all dead. I mean, like, like I mean, can- you could assume that, but I mean, you could also think that if they were doing another movie, it would be believable that. One or two or five or six or seventeen of them survived.
0: You've got guys in tanks. The the tanks could probably drive their way out of there. Tr- exactly. People in trucks would have a chance to dig out. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like it's believable that not everyone, you know, got people that were kind of towards the periphery, maybe have, had a chance to dig themselves out and, and help their comrades. Yeah, but you're right. This is the exact thing: is that they we don't get this the global scale, and we're yeah. not. Yeah, it's and very I, localized. They, Yeah, exactly. This is, you know, a a dust-up in Northern California for the Planet of the Apes.
1: Very much so, yeah.
0: And you can't even take Planet of the Apes out there. Or in there, I mean. You can't, like, it's just dust-up in Northern Cali, like it's...
1: Yeah, dust-up between apes and other humans and humans uh, on what will eventually be the Planet of the Apes.
0: Oh, no, no. The, The apes were innocent bystanders in all of this. Pretty much, yeah that big yeah. the, the big battle scene we we get at the end the apes are just in the way They're there's they're they're, the, they're like civilians just walking around getting shot unfortunately it, you know what i mean like the it's like if, if i'm writing a movie called war for the planet of the apes 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 be fighting <laughs> yeah yeah i would
1: i i expected a lot more apes like when i saw the trailer i thought that the apes teamed up with woody harrelson to fight the rest of the humans that were coming to attack them, because you see Woody yeah. Harrelson on top of the thing, and you see, because you don't really see him at odds with the apes at all in the trailer. So the I, trailer. so I, I expected them to sort of be
0: maybe ape sympathizers. Yeah, um, and you you have like a big uh, a big gorilla helping load one of the the big machine guns. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you see that in the trailer too. So I expected that the hum- some humans and the apes are working together against the uh, oppression of the other humans. But that's not ending- That's not the case. Where well, actually the apes are slaves being forced to work with these humans against other humans for reasons that we're not really clear
0: on. Right, and then how is this war for the entire planet when the apes weren't involved? So, you know, I-, I get the irony of humans wiping out the other humans but uh you you gotta figure that they should have set up something a little bit more intensive in terms of what does this mean for humanity why they say, oh it's everything's been building to this moment why what about yeah the u- what about the u k and Australia and Russia and China and yeah, you know Africa the other yeah. five the other you know five and a half billion people on the planet where are they what happened to them yeah are there I- other militias around the world that are doing the same thing. Yeah, and, and are there apes
1: uh, out there that are talking and, and fighting back and, and killing the humans?
0: Yeah, I mean, because like one of the things that they, that they do, which I really liked at the end of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, is you get the, the one guy who's the neighbor of one of the scientists, and he comes down with the simian flu, but he doesn't figure it out until he's flown to, like, Paris. Right. So it, he carries the flu across, you know, to that continent okay so now it's going to kick off there too so we have that more of that global worldwide feel here we don't even get outside of like Cal- uh, the west coast of the u.s no no we like, really don't like like even if they had said that people from the north were canadians okay now we're getting a little more global maybe the canadians figured it out and said no we can cure this eh and they're like <laughs> our
1: universal health got totally got the cure here eh
0: yeah 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 exactly so where are the other countries? Why is this the war for the entire planet? Like, yeah. You say war and planet. I'm, you know, it's like saying world war can't be yeah. just one battle. Yeah, That's, I mean, I'm... like
1: World War Z was more of a world war than this one.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, like Pearl Harbor. Okay, it was set in the World War, but focused around one event during that war. Yeah, fine. If this was. I don't. Like, I don't even know what you would rename it, but I mean, this to me could have been Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, in title. Could have been yeah, like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes two. This time it's personal. Yes. Because <laughs> going back to your earlier point, where they just made it a personal vendetta between two people, how is that an entire globe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This one. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't live up to the title, and I think that may uh, hinder it as far as people people's expectations. Um,
0: uh, exactly, because I came in expecting a lot more.
1: Yeah, and the problem with and the other problem with that is is unfortunately, other than that, it's a really good movie. I know uh, it, it's very investing. It's very immersive. Uh, like like I said, the uh, the characters are great. the uh, The animation is great. The special effects are great. The action is great when there's action. Um, and you get really immersed, but then at the back of your head, you're like, okay, I'm in war for the planet of the apes. Where's the war? Yeah. Like Godzilla. I paid to see Godzilla. I yeah. paid to see a war.
0: Yeah. You know? even right up to the Denouement, okay. They make it to their, where they wanted to go, their little secluded place. So, okay. So now, now I have to extrapolate. All right. Well, I guess the apes are okay for now. They're secluded. Where'd they go? Mexico? I guess. They went south.
1: They crossed a desert. So I assumed since they were on the California border they maybe probably Arizona? crossed the the yeah the the New, New Mexican desert uh, I guess and then they ended up in yeah Arizona I guess maybe
0: or Mexico maybe maybe yeah so all right so they apparently are fine and they'll be able to thrive and grow as a species but where's the rest of the humans? What, you know, we don't get any numbers. We never even find out. Oh yeah. Humanity has been reduced down to a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Cause honestly, you maybe had 400 dead in this movie between both armies. Yeah.
1: And, and that's my thing because, and I'm kind of questioning whether or not now this, is this the end? Because they, by not giving us that information, they leave a whole bunch, they leave more possibility for a sequel.
0: And but,
1: war- right, but um, at the end of this movie, and this is a big spoiler, Caesar dies. Yes. So, and I don't know if another movie in this series can work without Caesar. Especially because you haven't set anybody else up as the leader. Because he just dies at the end of the movie and that's it. He doesn't set up his son cornelius as the new leader he doesn't right. set up maurice as the new leader maurice just says i will teach your son who you were and what you did now sure you could sort of tell a backstory later on and if you do another movie and say that you know cornelius learned and listened and became much like his father
0: but then you're you're basically, just, you basically you're lying king it
1: yeah basically in between movies but yeah, I don't think yeah. but, I, but I don't think that'll be as effective as Lion King because Lion King does it all in the movie.
0: Yeah, but no, you're right. You almost have to fast forward another ten years and this now what, eighteen, twenty year old ape is taking the mantle of his father, so now Cornelius though has to be as impressive as compelling as Caesar was. Mm hmm. And also, essentially, they have to somehow then pick up arms and finish the humans off. Or at least, basically, there's got to be that turn where uh, you end up, again, back to Heston, where humans are cattle. They're voiceless slaves. and I think that's what this movie really wanted to do, was try and show that reverse where you have intelligent apes working for intelligent humans as slaves. And then you give us an excuse for it to turn the other way. So the apes are the ones that can talk and the humans can't anymore. Yeah. I think that's really the only goal of this movie, which is unfortunate because a without renaming it, it falls short on what I think is the goal and, or B with that name, you fall short on the goal of living up to that name.
1: Yeah. You fail to provide what you advertised. Yeah. Essentially. Um, but, but like I said, on, on the other side, it's a really great movie. And yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, title aside, it, I really enjoyed it. Like that's the thing. It sounds like I'm dumping on it, but I'm just really disappointed we didn't get more of this. Yeah. On a larger scale, I wanted I wanted to pan out from like this safe haven, and I wanted kind of like the camera to kind of go up to the globe. You know how it does that? It just backs up to yep. the globe, and then back in on Australia, on Europe, on you know, other continents, on Africa. Where the, you know, South- To show South- that the apes
1: have taken over, yeah.
0: South America, yeah, see what's happening in these different countries. Maybe in some countries the humans are winning, some, maybe in other ones the apes are winning. But we don't get that.
1: No. No, and that's unfortunate. And, yeah, I think that's the big thing, is that there's no worldwide scale, uh, yep. and there should be.
0: Yep, and to be honest, I'm taking that into account and i'm I'm gonna go ahead with my final sure go ahead, my final ratings for everything that we just said um because they use this name to tell this story it's it's unfortunately getting some points docked for me because i it it is the craziest thing, and i we just in and of itself, wow, but then when I but then you, you take a second like, hey, yeah <laughs> so for that i'm I'm actually giving it um I'm also docking half a point for Bad Ape. A little little too heavily leaned on. So, uh, seven and a half out of ten.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, and and, and I'm sort of right there with you. Um, If it had a different name, it would have been fine. If it was something else of or for the Planet of the Apes, great. Um, And looking back, to be honest, I think the the other two were named wrong. Um, Dawn, while kind of makes sense i think would have been a better title for the first movie and then rise would have been a better for the second one just plot wise because that's where the, yeah. the apes actually rise up um and then i don't know what you would call this one maybe just the planet well it can't be the planet of the apes but
0: you know um, what to to be to be honest uh, now that they're both out i actually would like to have seen these two movies reversed which one uh So, Dawn and War. I mean the plot. You take the plot of this one, put it in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, where you have these intelligent apes that are getting enslaved, and Rise Up and Escape. Because in that second one, in what we got for Dawn, you had apes versus humans in actual combat. That, to me, is the war.
1: But you're forgetting the ending of Dawn, uh, where he's talking to his friend. Uh, and he says, "Look," and that's where Caesar says. He says, "Unfortunately, there's only one way this can go," and, th- and now we have to go to war.
0: Yeah, and we start this oh, this movie where he doesn't want to be at war,
1: right? But then, but if you put war at the before dawn, the ending of dawn doesn't matter. It does doesn't no, make sense.
0: Uh, and don't get me, don't get me wrong. Maybe I didn't explain it well. I'm not saying beat for beat, note for note, but just oh, okay. I'm talking about conceptually you had this idea of like the – while the apes were intelligent, they were still enslaved in this one. So the idea of that and them rising up to their own independence. Yeah. Beyond, you know, what happened when they first escaped captivity, get recaptured, escape, and now, okay, I have no choice but to go to war. So you put the ending of Dawn at the end of this, we have to go to war. Now you can get the imagery of the apes riding in on horseback with machine guns. Maybe they win the battle before the North comes, and now they're the ones with a fort. They have this whole – and they've got weapons, and they've got – you know what I mean? And and now they're going to strike out and you know protect their kind against humans, which they kind of did in this movie. But at the same time, where's the war? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yep. Um, so overall, I still say it's a great movie. To, it's a it's a great movie to see. Um, just don't let the name fool you. Amen. Um, and I'm going to give it uh, eight Coca-Cola trucks in the middle of the forest for some reason out of ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a weird product placement there. It was uh, just a big eighteen-wheeler Coca-Cola truck sitting in the forest. What was it doing there? Why was it there? Don't know. Uh, so. But again, didn't take away from it. So for me, so. Uh, well, that's gonna about do it for a War for the Planet of the Apes. Now next week, uh, there's. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're gonna do Valerian. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not interested in Valerian at all.
0: That's okay. Can I talk about one other that I saw over the weekend as well? Uh, sure. Uh, the Big Sick. Okay. With Nanjani Nanjiani. Wow really just uh it was an unexpected pleasure i didn't know a whole lot about this movie going in uh i knew the actor from uh, silicon valley and he's had other like smaller roles on tv every once in a while he'll pop up i know he's a stand-up comedian i haven't unfortunately checked out his 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 special right uh now Mm -hmm. i want to um but what uh like i went to see this with my sister who's a movie buff as well um and who said she will play in season two of Know Your Audience. Excellent. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, she said Ray Romano deserves an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Really? That was her, yeah, one of her first impressions.
1: Ray Romano.
0: Re, I, I know. And that's the weirdest thing. But the just the, the territory that this goes in... Uh, it's phenomenal. What uh, I I don't want to spoil it for you. I just want to just probably okay. overhype it a little bit, so now you'll be disappointed. No, just kidding. Um, no, but I, I I couldn't. I didn't know much going in, and I'm glad, and that's why I don't want to tell you much. Just go right. see it. It's it's only made about seven and a half million dollars so far. It deserves every penny and more. Um, Kumail gets very personal. So it's a bit of a biography, which but but in true stand-up style, it's the truth exaggerated for comedy. But there's enough. But there's enough. Like there's some tough, tough topics that they go through in this too. So it's got an amazing balance of wit and heart. It's great. Um, Hmm. Easily a nine.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, something Uh, to look at.
0: Uh, I, yeah, uh, even, you know what? If you've you got your movie budget set aside for all your Spider Mans and your, you know, your Guardians of the Galaxy and all these big, that's fine. Just make sure you go get it on Blu Ray, rent it on demand. Uh, you know, get it from the Apple Store when it comes out. Uh, I would like to see a bit more theater presence, just because that, I mean, that, that that promotes these kind of really good pictures to be made. Yeah, when it can, when it can do well. So even if you do a cho- Tuesday night cheap night, go for it.
1: Interesting interesting uh, yeah okay. I,
0: re- I really liked it I, I couldn't believe it um, and my sister knew what it was about and she purposely didn't tell me and I was pleasantly surprised is it an, uh, it looks to me like an ugly cry movie uh, it could be at points yeah
1: okay fair enough all right uh, well uh, in two weeks uh, we're looking at what's the one in two weeks?
0: Oh, I don't have my calendar. With
1: um, me, I've got it. I've got it here. Hang on. Um, oh, Atomic Blonde.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. That's on my list for Know Your Audience. Yes. Um,
1: now, Dunkirk is next week, but I'm not a war movie guy. Right. So maybe there'll be something next week. Maybe not.
0: uh haven't
1: decided yet. Stay tuned. This week on Or Is It, we're doing The Puppet Masters from 1994.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh,
1: with Donald Sutherland. That should be fun. Uh, yeah. And three weeks from there is The Dark Tower. So we're coming up into a sort of... Uh... And then uh, Hitman's Bodyguard two weeks after that. So we're slowing down. So we've sort of gone past sort of the, uh, the big summer blockbuster season. Uh, but there's still some movies coming out that we want to see. So...
0: Yeah, and now there's almost a fall winter blockbuster season coming in too, right? Because you have big movies like Justice League, Thor, and Star Wars now, all you know post October kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's the big Christmas. It's uh, Christmas blockbuster season.
0: Yeah, so August is going to almost be like a calm, a breath, take a breath. Kids are going back to school, and boom, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So, Mark, thanks very much for coming out.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: And I'm Sean Taylor, guys. We'll see you on the next film studies coming soon.